and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Goose Girl. There once was an old queen whose husband had been dead for many years, and she had a beautiful daughter. When the daughter grew up, she was betrothed to a prince who lived far away. Soon the time came for her to be married, and the princess got ready to depart for the distant kingdom. So the old queen packed up a great many precious items and ornaments and goblets and jewels, all made with silver and gold. Indeed, she gave everything that suited a royal dowry, for she loved her child with all her heart. She also gave her a chambermaid, who was to accompany her and deliver her safely into the hands of her bridegroom. Each received a horse for the journey, but the princess's horse was named Falada and could speak. When the hour of departure came, the old mother went into her bedroom, took a small knife, and cut her finger to make it bleed. Then she placed a white handkerchief underneath her finger, let three drops of blood fall on it, and gave it to her daughter. "'My dear child,' she said, "'take good care of these three drops, for they will help you on your journey when you're in need.' After they had bid each other a sad farewell, the princess stuck the handkerchief into her bosom, mounted her horse, and began her journey to her bridegroom. After riding an hour, she felt very thirsty and said to her chambermaid, "'Get down and fetch some water from the brook with the golden cup you brought along for me. I'd like to have something to drink.' "'If you're thirsty,' said the chambermaid, "'get down yourself. Just lie down by the water and drink. I'm not going to be your servant.' Since the princess was very thirsty, she dismounted, bent over the brook, and drank some water, but she was not allowed to drink out of the golden cup. "'Dear Lord,' she said. Then the three drops of blood responded, "'Ah, if your mother knew, her heart would break in two.' But the princess was humble. She said nothing and got back on her horse. They continued riding a few miles, but the day was warm and the sun was scorching hot, and soon she got thirsty again. When they came to a stream, she called to her chambermaid once more, Get down and bring me something to drink from my golden cup, for she had long since forgotten her nasty words. If you want a drink, the chambermaid said, even more haughtily than before, drink by yourself. I'm not going to be your servant. Since she was very thirsty, the princess dismounted, lay down next to the running water, and wept. Dear Lord, she said. Once again, the drops of blood responded, Ah, if your mother knew, her heart would break in two. As she was leaning over the bank and drinking the water, her handkerchief with the three drops of blood fell out of her bosom and floated downstream without her even noticing it, so great was her fear. But the chambermaid had seen it and was pleased because she knew that now she could have power over the princess. Without the three drops of blood, the princess was weak and helpless. So, as she was about to get back on the horse named Falada, the chambermaid said, "'That's my horse. Yours is the nag.' The princess had to put up with all that. Moreover, the chambermaid spoke rudely to her and ordered her to take off her royal garments and to put on the maid's shabby clothes. Finally, she had to swear under open skies that she would never tell a soul at the royal court what the chambermaid had done. If the princess had not given her word, she would have been killed on the spot. But Falada saw all this and took good note of it. Now the chambermaid mounted Falada, and the true bride had to get on the wretched nag. Thus they continued their journey until they finally arrived at the royal castle. 
There was great rejoicing when they entered the courtyard, and the prince ran to meet them. He lifted the chambermaid from her horse, thinking that she was his bride. Then he led her up the stairs, while the princess was left standing below. Meanwhile the old king peered out a window, and when he saw her standing in the courtyard, he was struck by her fine, delicate, and beautiful features. He went straight to the royal suite and asked the bride about the girl she had brought with her, the one standing below in the courtyard, and who she was. I picked her up along the way to keep me company, just give her something to keep her busy. But the old king had no work for her, and could only respond, I have a little boy who tends the geese, perhaps she could help him. The boy's name was Conrad, and the true bride had to help him tin the geese. Shortly after, the false bride said to the young king, Dearest husband, I'd like you to do me a favor. I'd be glad to, he answered. Well then, summon the knacker and have him cut off the head of the horse that carried me here. It gave me nothing but trouble along the way. However, the truth was that she was afraid the horse would reveal what she had done to the princess. When all the preparations had been made, and faithful Falada was about to die, word reached the ears of the true princess, and she secretly promised the knacker a gold coin if he would render her a small service. There was a big dark gateway through which she had to pass every morning and evening with the geese, and she wanted him to nail Falada's head on the wall under the dark gateway where she could always see it. The knacker promised to do it, and when he cut off the horse's head, he nailed it on hard to the wall under the dark gateway. Early the next morning, when she and Conrad drove the geese out through the gateway, she said in passing, Oh, poor Falada, I see you hanging there. Then the head answered, Dear queen, is that you really there? Oh, if your mother knew, her heart would break in two. She walked out of the city in silence, and they drove the geese into the fields. When they reached the meadow, she sat down and undid her hair, which was as pure as gold. Conrad liked the way her hair glistened so much that he tried to pull out a few strands. Then she said, Blow, wind, oh, blow with all your might. Blow Conrad's cap right out of sight, and make him chase it everywhere, until I've braided all my hair and put it up all right. Then a gust of wind came and blew off Conrad's cap into the fields, and he had to run after it. By the time he returned with it, she had finished combing and putting her hair up, and he could not get a single strand of it. Conrad became so angry that he would not speak to her after that. Thus they tended the geese until evening, when they set out on their way home. The next morning, when they drove the geese through the dark gateway, the maiden said, Oh, poor Falada, I see you hanging there. Then Falada responded, Dear Queen, is that you really there? Oh, if your mother knew, her heart would break in two. Once she and Conrad were out in the fields again, she sat down in the meadow and began to comb out her hair. Conrad ran up and tried to grab it, but she quickly said, Blow, wind, oh, blow with all your might. Blow Conrad's cap right out of sight and make him chase it everywhere until I've braided all my hair and put it up all right. The wind blew and whisked the cap off his head and drove it far off so that Conrad had to run after it. When he came back, she had long since put up her hair and he could not get a single strand. Thus they tended the geese until evening. However, upon returning that evening, Conrad went to the old king and said, I don't want to tend the geese with that girl any more. Why not? asked the old king. Well, she tortures me the whole day long. 
The old king ordered him to tell him what she did, and Conrad said, In the morning, when we pass through the dark gateway, there's a horse's head on the wall, and she always says, Oh, poor Falada, I see you hanging there. And the head answers, Dear queen, is that you really there? Oh, if your mother knew, her heart would break in two. And thus Conrad went on to tell the king what had happened out in the meadow, and how he had to chase after his cap. The old king ordered him to drive the geese out again the next day, and when the morning came, the old king himself sneaked behind the dark gateway and heard her speak to Falada's head. Then he followed her into the fields and hid behind some bushes in the meadow. Soon he saw with his own eyes how the goose girl and the goose boy brought the geese to the meadow and how she sat down after a while and undid her hair that glistened radiantly. Before long she said, Blow wind, O oh blow with all your might, Blow Conrad's cap right out of sight, and make him chase it everywhere, until I've braided all my hair, and put it up all right. Then a gust of wind came, and carried Conrad's cap away, so that he had to run far, and the maiden calmly combed and braided her hair. All this was observed by the old king. Then he went home unnoticed, and when the goose girl came back that evening, he called her aside, and asked her why she did all those things. I'm not allowed to tell you, nor am I allowed to bemoan my plight to anyone. Such is the oath I swore upon the open skies, otherwise I would have been killed. Although he kept on insisting, and would give her no peace, she would not talk. Then he said, If you don't want to tell me anything, then let the iron stove over there listen to your sorrows. After the king departed, she crawled into the iron stove, and began to lament and weep, and pour her heart out. Here I sit now, she said, forsaken by the world, and yet I am a king's daughter. A wicked chambermaid forced me to give her my royal garments, and then she took my place with my bridegroom. Now I must do menial work as a goose girl. Oh, if my mother knew, her heart would break in two. Meanwhile, the old king stood next to the stovepipe outside and listened to what she said. Afterward, he went back into the room and ordered her to come out of the stove. He had her dressed in royal garments, and it was like a miracle to see how beautiful she really was. The old king called his son and revealed to him that he had the wrong bride, who was nothing but a chambermaid. The true bride, however, was standing before him, the former goose girl. The young king was extremely pleased, for he saw how beautiful and virtuous she was. Now a great feast was prepared, and all their friends and the entire court were invited to attend. At the head of the table sat the bridegroom, with the princess at one side and the chambermaid at the other, but the chambermaid was so distracted that she could no longer recognize the princess, who was dressed in such a dazzling manner. After they finished eating and drinking and were all in high spirits, the old king gave the chambermaid a riddle to solve. What punishment did a woman deserve who deceived her lord in such and such a way? Whereupon he told her the whole story and concluded by asking, How would you sentence her? She deserves nothing better, said the false bride, than to be stripped completely naked and put inside a barrel studded with sharp nails. Then two white horses should be harnessed to the barrel and made to drag her through the streets until she's dead. You're the woman, said the king, and you've pronounced your own sentence. All this shall happen to you. When the sentence had been carried out, the young king married his true bride, and they both reigned over their kingdom in peace and bliss. The End the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like.
but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you.